Hi, this is Tommy Tuverville, and I don't like gotcha questions like, will you denounce white nationalism? I don't know what white nationalism is. I don't know what they mean by that. I mean, do they mean just white people who happen to be uh, proud of their nation? I don't know. I don't know. They say, well, what about white supremacy? I'm like, well, I, I don't know. I don't know. These people, I, if, if that means racism, if that means racism, I'm against it. But I'm not, I don't know. I don't know if that means that they're racist. I think they're just proud. They're white and they're proud. They they have white pride. It, it don't have nothing to do with, with, you know, you know, you have the media going out and they're, they're, you know, they're trying to make a big deal out of this word, big deal out of that word, calling everybody racist, pointing their fingers at everybody. And, you know, I'm Tommy Tumbrell. Y'all know me. I was a coach at damn Auburn. And I, I'm tired of being labeled as a white nationalist and white supremacist. What does that even mean? And, you know, those are my constituencies. You know, all those white faces out there that, that love their nation, white nationalists. You know, why should I why should I throw them under the bus? I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to let the mainstream media tell me what to say and who to talk to and who to pander to. And somebody's calling. Well, I guess uh, a phone call interrupted our uh, Tommy Tuberville ad. Uh, just know that Tommy Tuberville uh, supports this podcast, and uh, he apparently uh, uh, will not uh, denounce white nationalism and white supremacy. But it's also questionable to whether he knows what that is because uh, it's Tommy Tuberville. And I uh, will get into that in a minute. Uh, this is Biscuits Buttered with... Uh, this is Biscuits Buttered with uh, Victoria Vandenberg. This is a podcast about anything and everything. It's about life in small town Alabama. And uh, I'm currently uh, recording this podcast from uh, a parking lot, as always. Uh, there's a weird uh, charter digital cable guy that's has a very pronounced walk. A very pronounced, like a, you know, like a little cock in his step, like he thinks he's the shit. And uh, he's uh, walking by and, uh, you know, kind of, uh, let's just say he's the cock of the walk, the way he's walking. He's the cock of the walk. But uh, this podcast is about anything and everything. I don't want to say where I'm at this week, uh, but I am in a parking lot watching uh, Charter Digital Cable employees uh, walk around like they're, um, I don't know, like like they're the shit, I guess. Um, this is a podcast uh, where we talk about anything going on in our lives, anything going on in the news. And uh, I want to thank uh, all the UK fans and all the fans overseas. Uh, I want to thank everybody who listens to the podcast every week because, I, you know, I kind of dial it in on this podcast. You know, I don't, I don't really put much effort into it. And I think that's what gives it its authentic charm. So uh, thank you for listening. And uh, I will, I will continue to fail you every week. I will continue to show up and, be unprepared and record this podcast in a in a parking lot outside of a mall so <laughs> uh to get to tommy tuberville i don't know what's going on with tommy tuberville i mean what what the fuck man it's like these are you know a couple months ago 
they had asked him something similar to this and he couldn't give them an answer of whether he was against white nationalism and white supremacy or not. And then yesterday, they uh, throw this softball at him like, hey, are you against white nationalism? He's like, well, I don't, what does that even mean? Is that, I mean, there's lots of white people in Alabama. What do you mean? I mean, there's white people, and maybe they're proud of their, you know, being, be, you know, maybe they're nationalistic. Maybe they're proud of America, you know, trying to make it up. But really, he's just trying not to answer the question and, you know, kind of dog whistling to uh, the worst amongst us. And I hate to say this, you know, just as an Alabama citizen, um, you know, uh, just as an Alabama citizen, uh, there, there probably are a lot of like people who sympathize with white nationalism and white supremacy. Um, I wouldn't say there's a whole lot of like white supremacists and white nationalists here, but I think there's a whole lot of people who aren't as concerned with it and aren't as scared of it and uh, probably don't think it's the worst thing in the world, right? I know that's probably a convoluted thing to say. Um, you know, I don't think there's anyone that would... There's not many people who identify as white nationalists and white supremacists here. But there's probably a ton of people who don't mind, don't mind, aren't really bothered by uh, white nationalists and white supremacists being here. So um, that's my opinion on that and you have Tommy Tuberville you know going out of his way to be like hey I can't shit on these people because you know it's just it's different here in Alabama you know I've got to make sure that I'm talking to everybody you know and I can't believe this guy's our senator I mean it's insane that he's our senator and as bad as Shelby was Shelby's light years better than Tuberville a lot of people call him Tuberville but it's Tuberville um and you know it that's the thing about Alabama. You know, you will hear things probably here that you won't hear anywhere else. And he's trying to make sure he's not ruffling the feather of, you know, because to be honest with you, people, I don't think there's a bunch of white supremacists and white nationalists in the Republican Party. But I think there's a lot of people who sympathize with white supremacists and white nationalists in the Republican Party. So if he came out... Um, and said anything bad about them, I think that it would shave uh, some votes away from him, and he doesn't want that. And that's the that's exactly what's going on in that clip when he's, you know, refusing to say anything bad. He's like, well, I'm against racism, but I ain't going to say nothing bad against white nationalists and white supremacists. No, I'm just against, you know, he's got to specify, I'm not a racist, but I'm not going to say anything bad about racists. You know, and that's kind of what's going on in that clip. And, uh, you know, uh, and that, that's the thing about Alabama. You know, we had a congressman, Mo Brooks, and he would constantly be pandering to the worst people in the world. And, you know, a lot of people say that Huntsville isn't Alabama. There's, there's that saying, well, Huntsville's not really Alabama. I'm like, no, it, it's Alabama. Shut, shut the fuck. You're a fucking idiot, you know. Like, people say, like, oh, Huntsville's more sophisticated, and, you know, there's a bunch of PhDs and engineers and, you know, doctors and a bunch of highly educated people in Alabama. 
Like, no, you come come to Huntsville, you will hear the same shit you hear everywhere in the state. You will literally, you will have conversations with rocket scientists who, who will argue with you that the Earth's flat. I mean, that's the type of bullshit that we deal with in Huntsville, Alabama. You will come here, and it's just, the only difference is the education level. Right? The stupidity is the same. It's just that you can't take... no. You might take an Alabamian and you might slap a fucking PhD in engineering and aerospace engineering and fucking astrophysics on them. But they're still an Alabamian. They're still going to believe stupid bullshit and they're, and they're still going to say dumb bullshit on a daily basis because they're from Alabama. It's, it's what we do. It's just a cultural thing. You just got to understand. And so you'll come to, you'll come to Huntsville, and you'll sit, you'll be sitting in a restaurant, and you know you'll have someone say, "Oh man, Trump's the greatest president we ever had, and the fucking Earth's flat." And you'll go, "You know what? You're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking dumb troglodyte, asshole, knuckle dragging asshole." And I don't, you're too dumb for me to even have a conversation with you. And they'll be like, well, I'm a rocket scientist. Like, no, you're, no, you're fucking not. And they'll literally take out their badge and show you that they work at Lockheed Martin and they're a rocket scientist. And they'll be like, well, what do you do? It's like, well, I'm an intellectual. I'm a truck driver. Um, and that's the type of shit you run into here. There's a lot of people that it's like yeah they have advanced degrees but they believe wacky shit you know we have like people with phds that don't believe in climate change and you know even though it's what been the warmest year on the planet and uh you know we just have a lot of wacky wacky people in alabama and no matter where you go i would say the craziest people are in mobile uh the further south you go the crazier people get um you know, people are just wacky, uneducated, toothless idiots in Mobile. And then you have Montgomery. And you'll talk to people in Montgomery and they're like, oh, this is just a wonderful place where there's just racial equality and everything's just perfect. And then you'll go down there and like, it's the exact opposite of what how they try to make it out to be. And then, you know, Birmingham, it has a lot of problems, a lot of issues, you know. Uh, uh, but it's, you know, a bit, it's our biggest city. A lot of people say Huntsville is the biggest city, but it's actually not. It's uh, Birmingham because you take the metro population and it's way fucking bigger than Huntsville. Um, and, you know, Birmingham's, you know, a cool class. I would say the classiest people are in Birmingham, to be honest with you. You know, you go to Birmingham and people are, you know, more educated and more, um, but in a different way, in a more sophisticated way. Because I've noticed there's a type of person in Huntsville. We're, we're going to get to the people in Huntsville here. Like, you go to Birmingham, and, you know, you might go to a restaurant and talk to people, and, you know, they, they might be able to, you know, tell you about literature and art and music, and there's more of that vibe there. I would say that there's more art and artsy people in Birmingham than there are Huntsville. Then you get to Huntsville, and it's all, like, boomer, like, rocket scientists and engineers and government contractors and soldiers and just people from a vast swath of basically a vast swath of people who work for the government and uh, a lot of them are just kind of like um, it's like they have a bunch of like engineering training they have a bunch of scientific training 
but it's like they kind of skipped the humanities. So there's not, there's definitely not much logic. They don't, they don't, they're, they're not able to uh, communicate well or have, uh, you know, they definitely wouldn't be writing or doing anything artsy or are able to, you know, analyze things critically in like a logical way. It's all like, oh, I, you know, I might can, you know, do something in the lab, but, you know, don't ask me to write an essay on my opinions on politics or anything like that. They're very uncultured people, even though they've got, even though this is probably the most educated place in the state. I would say it's a different kind of educated. And you, you, you'll notice when you're here. You'll notice when you're here. Like, it's all tech bros and, like, people that just aren't, you know, not, not the deepest thinkers in the world, all right? That's all I'm trying to say. Not the deepest thinkers in the world. So Huntsville is Alabama. Uh, it is a nice part of Alabama as far as having nice things. But um, definitely Alabama... People try to make it out to be more sophisticated than the rest. Of, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I live here every day. And that's the, and I guarantee you when Tommy Tuberville is doing his little swaying back and forth and shucking and jiving and jumping all over the place, trying not to answer a question about white supremacy, I guarantee you he's worried that his votes will go down in Huntsville because there's lots of racists here. Because if you if you look at the people who have historically represented Alabama, it's always like hardcore conservatives, especially this uh, district. The Huntsville district is um, super racist, and they elected people like Mo Brooks and Tommy Tuberville and people like that. So I'm tired of hearing all this bullshit about tired of hearing all this bullshit about how Huntsville is in Alabama. It's Alabama, people. Get over it. Stop being dumb. Stop being a dumb asshole. Um, it's just as bad as everywhere else, only they're more educated and they've got way more money. That, that, that's really all it is. There's more money here, and yes, they do have advanced degrees, but they're no smarter. Okay, moving on. Just to give you an update on my life, uh, you know, I'm sitting out, there's people walking through this parking lot, and they're like, man, he's really animated talking. So I'm trying to be a little calmer today. I'm trying to, excuse me, she's talking. Uh, I'm trying to be a little more, um, a little calmer today, not jumping all over the place, yelling into my phone, because we are parked in a very busy uh, parking lot. And um, so I wanted to give you an update on my life and what's going on with me. So... This week, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Indianapolis, Indiana, sends me a letter saying, hey, we're considering you for employment. And I just, out of nowhere, I'm like, okay. But they haven't sent me an offer yet. But I am in review to transfer to Indianapolis. Uh, so I'm going to see what happens with that. Um I come in, you know, once they request my info from my boss, my boss sends them the info, and my boss is all of a sudden like, of course, my boss is very Trumpian. Uh, she's very um, everything, and what I mean by Trumpian is she's very uh, everything's about her. Every little thing in your life and everybody else's life is about her, and she'll make it about her whether it's about her or not. So I go and I... Um, 
you know, she, she comes up to me, basically. And she's like, why are you leaving me? You're making me look bad. Everybody's leaving. Because we've had like three people quit in the past month. It's like, everybody's leaving. It's making me look bad and all this stuff. And now you're leaving me and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm trying to get more pay. I'm trying to be promoted. That's the reason I applied for the jobs that I applied for. And there's a lot of issues here of where I can't get that higher pay grade because where I work, there's pay grades. So I'm just trying to jump up a level in pay. That's all I'm trying to do. And this district is holding me back. This place I'm working at is holding me back from getting that higher pay grade. So I go in and, uh, you know, she's like, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to call the district office and I'm going to get you set up to get that higher pay grade. And I'm like, well, I'll stay if I get that higher pay grade. So, and this is all government, bull, you know, government bullshit. And so she calls and she, she claims that she had a meeting with them and then emailed them and she hadn't got any responses back. So I'm like, okay, well, if Indianapolis actually offers me something, I'm just going to go ahead and jump and, you know, even though that's seven hours away, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to Indianapolis. And so basically, you know, she's giving me the stank eye today and, you know, I, I don't know what's going on. She's just a dumb bitch. And so I decided, I was like, okay, before I accept anything from Indianapolis, I need to call Birmingham and find out what the fuck is going on with Birmingham. So I called them, and this lady's like annoyed that I'm calling her. She's like, you're not even in review. Why are you calling me? It's like, I'm calling you because I would like to be in review, and I would like to get a time frame of when y'all are going to put me in review because I'm about to receive an offer from Indianapolis. It appears I'm about to receive an offer. They, they do this old antiquated process where they send you a letter in the mail, well, anyway, I told her if Indianapolis sends me an offer, I'm probably going to take it if y'all haven't put me in review yet. And she's like, well, let me look down the list here. And she's like, well, there's no one currently in review. And she was like, and we do need two uh, new people here. And I'm like, oh, you told me last time I called that I would be the next in line. And you're saying you need two people. And uh, why can't y'all put me in review and get me going where I can actually, uh, you know, get get the pay grade that I want, you know. I know this is very convoluted. I'm not telling y'all all the facts of... I try to obscure a lot of the facts because I'm trying to keep this podcast anonymous. But this is all... I work for this old antiquated government agency and I'm trying to move ahead in the government agency. And she's like, well, you're just going to have to call back this. I'm going to have a meeting with my boss this afternoon and you're going to have, and you're going to have to call back this afternoon and I'll let you know something. And she's basically telling me that they're supposed to have, they should have somebody in review to be bringing them in to work for them right now. They just haven't done it, and she doesn't know why. So I'm like, well, lady, you know, I've been sitting here waiting for a very, very long time, you know, over a year and a half, 
for y'all to do this. And, you know, I, I need to answer. So basically, she's telling me that I might know something more this afternoon. So I'm hoping to know more this afternoon about whether I will be moving from my current location in North Alabama to Birmingham, Birmingham Alabama, uh, to actually uh, be able to move up in the world and not be a loser stuck in this fucking town where everything's too expensive. Uh, so maybe, maybe I'll, but it's just slow. Like a fucking guy at work recently got hurt. And it took them over three weeks to get him his paperwork for his workman's comp. That's how fucking slow and shitty this place is. And it's just, it's infuriating. It it makes me feel like a loser. Like, you know when you work for a place where everything is... Every, every time I talk to someone, I get told something different. I wait forever to get anything done. Like, for me to get hired in, it took seven months. And I guarantee you it was just somebody in Birmingham sitting around on their ass. Guarantee you, because everything goes through Birmingham where I work. So, anyway, maybe I'll eventually have an update for y'all where y'all see Victoria Vandenberg light a cigarette, get into her Mitsubishi Mirage convertible, and drive down to Birmingham to live her life in peace and happiness. Just see me. I'm going to be down at Nikki's West, smoking a cigarette, eating a veal cutlet, drinking a beer, just partying with the guys, partying with the brothers. Uh, you know, probably buy me a little place in East Lake. Just living the dream, man. Uh, that that's my life that I'm trying. But if they don't, if they don't offer me, if they don't put me in review in the next week, and Indiana sends me. A letter saying they'll hire me. I'm 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 at the point now where I'm just gonna go to Indiana. They seem like they're much. Seems like they're ran way better. Just from every interaction I've had with them, it just seems like they are more competent and just way more on it than uh, my my current area that I'm in. So, and I guess everything in Birmingham shitty. I don't, I don't know. You know, like so. There's other stuff I want to talk about, too. Is earlier this week, you know... Like, because last time I talked to her, she said, Oh, you'll be the next in review, you know. And now she's like, I don't know. I don't even know. We're supposed to already have you in review, you know. And shit like that. Well, anyway, so I talked to several realtors in the Birmingham area earlier this week. And one guy out of Jasper... I, I found this beautiful home in Cordova, Alabama. It's 30 minutes from Birmingham. And it, like, had this, like, cavernous basement. And it was just, like, an old fixer-upper. And it was cheap as hell. And I was like, oh, my God. If I can get a loan on this place, I I'm going to fucking buy it. And I called the um, bank. And the bank was like, that place is in shit condition. And we're not going to finance it. And I'm like, oh, so I just need to find something that's in good condition that y'all will finance. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, then. So I go down. And I look at this shitty house that I loved. It was three acres, huge basement, just my, my little dog, Peanut, would be able to run around and just have a blast. It was private. I could walk out on the front porch completely naked with my vag hanging out and, and, and no one would know the better. And I need to find a house for me and Raul to live in. Um, so then, you know, the fucking realtor basically wasted my time. 
because I think they he he called me back and was like, hey, somebody put in an offer on it, and I was like, fuck. So I was just wasting my time anyway, and I couldn't get financing on it. So then I call about this other house in Birmingham. And I'm trying to get info, and she's like, well, it'll only go conventional. And I'm like, okay, well, why will it only go conventional? Is there something wrong with it? And she's like, well, let me get back to you on that. I was like, okay. I was like, well, hey, uh, can you, you know, are you going to at least show me the goddamn house, you know? And she's like, well, maybe I can show you on Thursday. I'm like, all right. So I'm like, well, just get back with me on whether uh that house can go conventional or usda loan she never gets back with me she texts me thursday morning you still coming to see this house and i'm like fuck no i'm not you actually have to you never got back with me i'm not driving all the way down it's two hours away i'm not driving all the way down there you know if you're not going to give me a, a straight answer on on um if you're not going to give me a straight answer i'm fucking What's, what's up with the house, you fucking stupid cunt. And, you know, she just seemed a little shady. And she just seemed like she... You know, I, I'm really surprised at all the realtors. Like, there's some realtors you can tell they need business. And they'll jump when you call. And then there's other realtors that are like, I don't got time for you. You know, and this is one of these ladies. And I'm like, okay, whatever you say, bitch. Like, I'm not, you know, you've... I don't care what you have. I'm not going to look at anything you have now. Her name's, I don't know. She's a Birmingham realtor. I don't want to say her name because I don't want to get sued or anything. But um, she's just, you know, you can tell when you're getting the runaround when you call about certain houses. And you don't know why they're giving you the runaround, but you just know they're giving you the runaround. So it's kind of annoying. And uh, I'm still, you know, looking for a house. And uh, at this point, I'm... I'm like, if if Birmingham can actually put me in review, I'll go down there and start looking at houses again. But until then, I'm just going to put it on hold. And if Indianapolis offers me something, I'm just going to fucking go to Indianapolis. I, I'm so fucking fed up with all this stuff that, you know, I've been trying to make a change in my life for, you know, a while now. And I feel like I because of this agency I work at, I'm getting held up and I'm about at my the rope's end where I'm just going to make a big move and hopefully Indiana, Indianapolis will offer me something good and I can take off and just leave this state behind and be a Midwesterner. I wonder what that's like, being a Midwesterner. I guess you eat it. I guess you eat at Culver's a lot. Go to the big boy. What do they do in the Midwest? They eat a lot of corn. I'm trying to think of things they do in the Midwest. They, uh... They're Hoosiers. They love corn. Hopefully there's no children of the corn. I, I don't I don't want to deal with any fucking children coming out of the corn and trying to kill me, but maybe maybe my life will eventually be better. I don't know, you know? Um let me take a swig of my drink here. I'm, I've got dry mouth because I've been talking to so many people today. Okay. Sue. Uh, last weekend, uh, me and uh, Raul went up to Bowling Green, and um, he spent over $200 and took his whole large family 
out to uh, the Chinese restaurant. I told him this time. I said, like, last time I paid for this, and um, this isn't something you should be doing, and this isn't something I should be doing. Because it, it's really expensive, and uh, I feel like you're almost, like, buying their love. You know, that, that's what it kind of feels like. When he, when he takes them to this Chinese restaurant, I was like, I kind of feel like you're buying everybody's love. <laughs> but I told him, it's like, I'm not paying for it. You're going to have to pay for it. I paid for the hotel. I do love driving up to Bowling Green, but I got to set some boundaries here. Like like Jonah Hill, I got to set some boundaries here. And um, Which maybe we need to talk about him later. Let me write down his name and we'll get to him eventually. Jonah Hill. I like old Jonah Hill. Well, anyway, so we go up there. You know, we take his family uh, to a Chinese restaurant and we pig out. And uh, then after that, we go, and we finally go to this goddamn cave. There's a goddamn cave where you ride a boat through the cave. Last time it was flooded, and we couldn't go through it. So we finally got it together, and we're able to go and uh, go through this cave. Swear to God, every time me and him go somewhere in Bowling Green, somehow his family gets invited along. So I ended up paying like 80-something bucks for me him his sister and his little brother to go which i don't mind taking his little brother because i think it's important for um young people to have experiences like that i don't know why i just you know but once you get so old i'm like take care of yourself you know that's kind of how i am and um so we literally we, we pay all this money to go on this fucking i think it's called little river cave or something in bowling green pay all this money we go down there it's a beautiful place. They got all these hiking trails, and you walk down, and it's just gorgeous. And uh, we wait for like 30 minutes down at the at the water to go into the cave. And we get on the boat, and I swear to God, we're not on this boat. I bet we're on this boat like 10, 15 minutes, this little river cave in Bowling Green. I hope I'm saying that name right. Um, it was a beautiful cave. It was a cool experience. But when you're paying like 25 bucks a head, um, I don't know. Like, I you know, I thought that they told me that it was 45 minutes, but that that's bullshit because they're counting walking from the actual store down to the cave and then sitting there for 20 minutes while a tour guide talks to you. And I'm like, well, that's not 45 minutes. I thought the actual boat ride was 45 minutes. So, it's complete bullshit. Uh, I give it... Um, I'm a fan of caves. Let's just keep that in mind. I'm a fan of caves now. I, I love me some caverns. I love any type of geographic or... Geolo- excuse me. Geologic's the word. Geologic. Uh, I love any type of geologic thing that I can go look at some rocks. Look at some fucking weird formations of earth. Um, you know, I, I wasn't that impressed, but uh, I wouldn't say don't go. I, I wouldn't say don't go because it is pretty, but I probably won't ever go back. Okay, I got my pictures. I experienced it. Um, it was pretty. It was nice, uh, but I, I don't think I'll ever go back. I think I just I like the experience. I like being able to say I did it. Uh, I'm going to try next time we go up there to go to Mammoth Cave National Park. Maybe that'll be better. Um. But Little River Cave, I just, you know, maybe maybe a, a better price would be 10 15 bucks instead of 25 Because I just, I, I, they were like, well, we can't go all the way back into the cave because 
you know, we're trying to like, you know, protect the fish and shit. And I'm like, why would it affect the fish at all? Like, because you're using a trolling motor. I don't know, you know, like you're not putting any oils into the water. You're not putting any chemicals into the water because the boat that we're using is electric. So how would it affect the fish that are blind? And I just, I think it's complete bullshit. But that, that's just my opinion. Um, I need a longer ride. That's all I'm saying. For 25 bucks, I need a longer boat ride. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, we had a really good time in Bowling Green, as we always do. Uh, we went to El Matazon or whatever. Really cool Mexican restaurant. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but you go in in the back and they've got this weird bar that's like it's like it's it's like they got this bar that's got this weird stone on it but the stone has different kinds of colors and it's translucent so they put a light under the stone and it's like the the stone is actually glowing and it's just a wonderful experience they treated us really really well there and and that's one thing that uh, Victoria Vandenberg really appreciates. She appreciates good service. She appreciates a smile. And she appreciates being treated like a human fucking being. All right? That's all I, that's all I ask. I just don't want to go in and you have a shitty attitude and poor service and treat me like shit. I promise you, I'll tip you good. I'll tip you good. I'll take care of you. I'll pay you a living wage while you're working for me. I just need you to treat me like a human being because so much in my life I have not been treated like a human being. I've been treated like a a fucking scum of the earth, weirdo scumbag. And it's just nice. It's just nice coming into a restaurant and having friendly service um, with all these people in Bowling Green and and I just, I want to give a shout out to Bowling Green and El Mazador, Mazadon, I don't know, Mastodon, <laughs> I don't know. I just think that they had good service and they have like seven different locations and we went to the one that's right off of exit 22, uh, really cool building, beautiful fountains outside and me and Raul took a picture by the fountain and you know, uh, had a very romantic night, you know, we, we fucked when we got up there and then... We woke up the next morning and fucked for uh, probably over an hour. And he told me afterwards, he was like, we've never fucked like that. And I was like, well, we have. But he's like, no, we've never fucked like that. I loved every minute of that. And he was in a good mood the rest of the weekend. I'm talking about that that kept him in a pretty happy mood. I I didn't realize I had uh, done something special for him, but uh, he, he claims I did something special for him. So I must be getting better. (laughs) <laughs> must be getting better at that um while we were uh, on the way up and on the way back down so i think I, this relationship's getting a little out of control because uh he's getting to where he realizes uh he can kind of manipulate me very easily i'm uneasily I, I i crave affection and attention and uh from anyone really and he's the only one that gives it to me so he knows he can manipulate me so i'm not joking on the way up there and let me actually find the uh, name of this restaurant because I want to be able to tell you all that. So basically, okay. So basically, on the way up to Bowling Green and on the way back, 
he was like, hey, there's this free-range chicken place I want us to go eat. And I'm like, excuse me? It's like, yeah, they, they have a free-range chicken. And I'm like, you you care about the, you care whether they're free range or not you know like i'm a heartless asshole i mean yeah if i own chickens myself i would care whether they're free range but um i don't really care if the ones i eat are free range because uh i guess i'm a nazi i, I don't know you know it is kind of nazi-ish when you think about the chickens and how they're caged and when you actually look at it and go oh that is kind of a horrible situation but you keep it out of mind because you know keep it out of mind because you know what are you gonna do not eat chicken i don't know you know they do look like they're in like a concentration camp being hauled out to like fucking the gas chamber when they go to these chicken plants to die and i'm like first off your job is to kill chickens at your plant that you work at and uh we eat the fuck out of chicken everywhere we go so i'm just not gonna like pretend that i give a fuck about whether they're free range or not well anyway which I was actually surprised because usually he doesn't um, say stuff like that or give a fuck about stuff like that. So that, that came out of nowhere. And I don't even think this place is a free-range chicken place, but that's just what he said. And I was like, okay, whatever. So the place is called Polo Comparo. Or, let me make sure I'm telling you that right. Let me pull it back up. Polo Comparo. Polo Comparo. Polo Comparo. Yeah, okay. So there's two locations of this place in Nashville. And so we stop on the way up. And their fried chicken is delicious. I mean, it really is delicious and juicy and everything you would want with chicken. Um, and this is, by the way, this is a weird place because it's like a Guatemalan fast food chain. And apparently they're putting them all over the United States now. And I think they're even going to bring them to Alabama. But there's two in Nashville. And we ate at both of them. So on the way up, we stopped and ate at this Polo Comparo's place. Juicy, tender, tasty chicken. They had some kind of weird beans and rice. They had a lot of different sides you could pick from. And then they had these weird flavors of, like, they had one drink called Jamaican. Then they had another weird, like, coffee-looking drink. I thought it was kombucha, but it was... It was something else. It wasn't kombucha. It was something else. And then they had another flavor that was... Oh, they had mango. And then they had drinks and things like that. But the chicken is excellent. The chicken is excellent. And I highly recommend this Guatemalan fast food chain called Polo Comparo. Uh, so, we ate there. Really loved it. And then on the way back, we stopped at the Madison location... Uh, right in kind of like North Nashville, and I, I try. I decided to try the. Uh, is it empanada? Empanada is empanada, right? It's called an empanada. It's like a little pastry thing filled with like chicken and rice and all this different stuff. Uh, wasn't impressed with that. Wasn't really impressed with that. And for two people to eat, it was like 30-something dollars. So the price point sucks. Uh, but their chicken is good. There is I, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's better than like Gus's or Pie Pie's. Or well, it might actually be better than Pie Pie's. And here's why. Because Pie Pie's has such horrible service. Like if Pie Pie's prepared their chicken with good service the way they usually do... Uh, it, it would probably be the best chicken, right? Besides from, like, 
Chick-fil-A and all that. But usually the service is so bad and, you know, that you're probably not going to get... By the time the chicken gets to you, it's probably going to be shit, right? But that is one thing I did notice about Polo Comparo is the service was exquisite. Absolutely exquisite. They take your order. They get you done fast. They bring the food out to you. Set it down on your table. You don't even have to like put up your plates and stuff. They'll put it up for you. It, it, the service is exquisite. And that's exactly what we need in this country. We need the service quality of Polo Comparo and Chick-fil-A and all these businesses and, and In-N-Out Burger that really know how to provide good service. I miss that part of our economy. The other night I went to Sonic. The other night I went to Sonic and I went to Burger King because I was getting something for my grandfather. It took me over an hour to go to two fast food places. Not joking, it took over an hour for both. They're five minutes away from my house. In a town of in a town of like 5,000 people. <laughs> you know, not even we're not even talking about a big town that's busy. We're talking about a shit little town in the middle of nowhere. And they couldn't even do that. So it's just it's frustrating. I find it to be absolute bullshit. Um John Waters is gonna be at City Winery. I just got that message. Well, I'd like to see that. I fucking love John Waters and his crazy movies. Um, well, anyway, Polo Comparo, great service. Um, I'm not going to say their chicken is the the greatest chicken in the world, but it is. It's better than KFC. It's better than Churches. It, it might be better than Popeyes. Uh, but as far as chicken goes, I think there's like there's Gus's, there's Prince's Hot Chicken, there's there's a lot of hot chicken places I love. Um, it's better than a lot of places. It's up there. It's good. It's worth a try. And, uh, you know, it's a little different. So, you know, if you're wanting something a little different, go there and, and get you some chicken. And you'll, if you're a white person, you'll probably be the only white person in there. It's probably going to be all Guatemalans, to be honest with you. And I was surprised at how much business they got uh, from Guatemalans because there was like... Um, I was surprised at the amount of Guatemalans they had in there, and I'm like, I'm the only white guy here. I'm like, are white people not taking to this restaurant? Because it sure is good. Well, anyway, I just wanted to update y'all on our Bowling Green trip, and I thought that was... I love trying different restaurants, different types of food, and, and exploring, you know, different areas, and it was just nice eating somewhere different for a change, and... I know that now when I take him up to Bowling Green, he's going to be trying to drop in there a lot. And I'm like, no, nah, nope. We've got to go somewhere different every time. And to get back to what I was originally talking about of him kind of taking advantage of me, we do need to get into that. So, you know, he took advantage of me on that. Like, you know, like, hey, let's go back. I was like, oh, okay. You know. And then, you know, when we get to Bowling Green, he's like, let's go to a Mexican restaurant. I'm like, Okay. And uh, let's go to that movie I want to say. I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll go. I'll take you to see Joyride. And um, and this week, I told him, I was like, hey, man, I want to go see Barbie. I want to see the Barbie movie. It looks so ridiculous that I want to go see this movie. It looks like it'd be a fun thing to see. And he's like, I don't, I don't want to see it. I'm like, what do you mean you don't want to see it? 
I've sat through so many shitty movies with you that you wanted to see. You can't sit through one shitty movie with me that I want to see? Now, he's, he's, he's kind of flexing on me this week. He's flexing on me a little bit this week. So he's like, I want to see Mission Impossible. And, you know, I'm such a cuck. I'm such a pushover. And I, I'm so desperate for love and affection that I'm like, I guess we'll just go see Mission Impossible 3. I guess I don't get to do anything I want to do. So this is kind of like a little evolving thing in our relationship. I guess I have to sacrifice by not seeing Barbie. Cocksucker. Well, anyway. So, I told him, I, he's like, and then, and I was like, look, Saturday night when you get off work, I'll take you to any restaurant you want to, I want to take you to, and I'll take you to see this fucking shitty Mission Impossible movie. I don't even want to see it. I have no interest in it. You know, I, I hadn't seen one in forever. I hadn't seen one since the Philip Seymour Hoffman one, where they're yelling about rabbit's feet. Well, anyway, so... I get in the car. It's either Tuesday or Wednesday morning. And this motherfucker's like, you know, you never bring me flowers anymore. <laughs> the the fucking cojones on this guy. The fucking gall. The absolute gall of this motherfucker. To be like, you don't even bring me flowers anymore. It's like, what do I not do for you? I wake up at 7 in the morning and take you to work. I fucking wine and dine you? I fucking do anything you ask me to do? And you're bitching that I'm not bringing you flowers? And I'm like, well, first off, on Valentine's Day, I bought you some pink roses in a container. Like, not cut roses, but actual in a container roses that should have been planted in a garden somewhere or at least um, a planter those roses disappeared and I'm like where did those roses go I even asked him I said you know I gave you some pink roses some really pretty roses in February where did those go what happened to those wouldn't answer me wouldn't tell me so I'm like I'm assuming he either cut them and put them into like an ensemble or something like that I, I'm assuming that's what he did and I'm like you know I could have planted those out in the yard and we could have enjoyed those roses ever spring and summer and fall for years to come but no you, you probably cut them and put them in some type of because you know he's he likes doing floral arrangements and stuff that's probably what he ended up doing which pissed me off because i i'm i'm a gardener i like seeing things grow i like tending to things i like watching a plant evolve and you know tending to a plant and seeing how big you know right now i've got a borneo giant elephant ear and it's already over seven feet tall. Uh, and I'm trying to get it as large as I possibly can because I've always heard that you can get the leaves to where they're like... Um, you can get the leaves apparently to big as a car's hood. So that, that's what I'm, that's my goal. When the uh, winter gets here, I'm going to move it indoors and put a, a UV light on it and try to keep it going during the winter because I want to get this thing to like 15 feet, goddammit. Well, anyway... So, I, you know, that's fine. You know, this morning I woke up. I got outside. I, I've got, I've, I've been growing zinnias this year. So I cut a bunch of zinnias and I took them to him and he loved it. And I realized he just, he just, he, Roel likes to be romanced. And I, I got to remember this, that Roel's basically a woman. 
And, you know, I, sometimes I think I'm dealing with a man. I'm actually dealing with a bitch. And uh, bitches like romance. Okay? Bitches like romance. And i got to remember that. And i got to keep that in mind. That every once in a while i got to surprise with some flowers. Every once in a while i got to surprise with something special and unique. And keep the relationship interesting. And do my best. But I'm telling you, it, it does kind of feel like I'm doing uh, most of the work here. <laughs> But uh, Raul does uh, does treat me well and builds me up and tells me how hot I am and how great I am and uh, but I do like that part of the relationship, uh, building up my self esteem and helping me out. So I guess that's all I'm going to talk about with my relationship. So we'll move on to uh, something else. Um, I recently finished a book by David Talbot called Season of the Witch. And it is about uh, San Francisco, uh, the city of San Francisco, and the history of San Francisco. You know, now from what I've been told in the media, uh, I've never been there, so I really don't know. Uh, there's a lot going on in San Francisco as far as like the um, how crazy the city is, and uh, apparently it's just a hellhole. You know, Nancy Pelosi got her house broken into, and her husband was attacked, and apparently it's just like a fucking nightmare of a city now. And I've never really thought of San Francisco. I've never been to San Francisco. I've never even been to California, but I want to go. Uh, And I've never really thought of San Francisco as being a hellhole, right? Uh, But apparently it's turned into a hellhole because they just kind of let their homeless do whatever and attack people. And it's like, oh, it's all right. He's shooting up somebody. Just let him go, you know. Well, anyway, so I'm listening to this book on Audible. And uh, Season of the Witch by David Talbot. And the history of San Francisco is so fucked up and crazy. And it's always been a fucked up and crazy weird city that attracted weird fucking people, right? Um, And I remember, I think Ambrose Pierce, the famous horror writer, lived there for a while. And he was a fucking crazy, interesting character. They don't talk about that in the book, but that's just something I remembered that he lived there for a short while. But basically, the media there and the government there has always been insane. And it's always been like this very, very liberal, wackadoodle, it's like a weird mixture of libertarian and liberal and artsy and crazy and just live and let live culture that sometimes like gets out of control. And well, anyway, this book goes, covers. Everything from Charles Manson to John, uh, Jim Jones, the preacher that you know made everybody drink Kool Aid, to uh, sports, to uh, the shooting of Harvey Milk, uh, Dan White killing himself, uh, to even like back in the twenties, well, like certain mayors that were very like libertarian and crazy, and it, he just details the history so well. Uh, going through the history of San Francisco of how it's always been this kind of insane, open, wild place where anybody, you know, they go through the gay rights movement, everything, the AIDS crisis. I mean, the this book is so... When it first started, I was like, I don't know. But, you know, the further you get into the book, uh, the more you realize, like, oh, this is a great book, a substantial book. And it was very interesting hearing about the history of San Francisco and how it's always had this strain of kind of 
libertarianism, but like liberal libertarianism. And, you know, it even gets into Dianne Feinstein and just everything that's ever happened there. And I would highly suggest this book. And I've um, read David Talbot books before, because normally I wouldn't read a book on San Francisco, but I've read David Talbot books before. Uh, He has one called The Devil's Chessboard on the history of the CIA and uh, the Dulles Brothers, which I think that's the greatest book he's ever written. It's a a masterpiece. And if you ever read The Devil's Chessboard, uh, it will completely change the way you view American history for the rest of your life. Everything you hear on the news, everything you hear about history, you will view with a grain of salt after reading that book. I guarantee that. Um, Okay. Seems like, oh yeah, Jonah Hill's in the news. Jonah Hill, what a... So Jonah Hill's lost a lot of weight. He's a surfer now. And apparently, he dated this other surfer girl. And I I, I can tell from the past couple of years of just viewing him on uh, in interviews. Like, he did a documentary about uh, his therapist. And then he's... He's done a documentary about his therapist. He's done uh, just several things. He's done this like really woke, stupid show. Seems like he's he's not really mentally healthy and all there right now. Um, and this girl, you know, posts a bunch of stuff about him asking to set boundaries in the relationship and all this stuff. And it, it just seems like she's kind of shitty. Because anyone who does that, anyone who releases recordings of you and... Uh, texts of yours they're not a good person either they're a narcissist too and maybe Jonah Hill's a narcissist as well but uh, it just seemed like from reading the text that I'm like well actually the person releasing all this stuff is the piece of shit and uh, but Jonah Hill has had more allegations come I think he groped someone or something back in the day but you know he he was young when that happened and I'm like I've done you know I've done crazy stuff in my life, especially when I was young. Uh, and I just, I can't hold this stuff from when he was in his early 20s against him. You know, it's not like he raped anybody. It's not like he, you know, and that, that's the thing is like, what are the allegations? What are the allegations that he was a little uh, jealous and controlling in the relationship? He never hit you? He never emotionally abused you? You know, because she was claiming emotional abuse, and I'm like, this isn't emotional abuse. This is just a uptight boyfriend trying to protect what he's got, you know. But, you know, my advice to Jonah Hill is, uh, dude, you're, you're trying to date in the wrong pool. You need to get out of California. You need to get off the coasts, okay? Um... You're not pulling from a good pool of people because everyone out in California is just self-centered and shitty. Everyone out on the coast is self-centered and shitty. Okay? On both coasts. Uh, You're dealing with people who are actors, influencers, um, you know, people who are just, you know, are well... I'm telling you, the more money you have, the more about yourself you are, I've noticed. You need someone who actually needs... um, someone down to earth and who has like just more realistic standards of relationships you know and if you're having to set boundaries with your partner uh you know boundaries should be understood you know and you're in trouble if you're having to like call someone and try to set boundaries with them because 
it should be understood. You know, me and Raul, even though, I, you know, I talking shit earlier, me and him kind of go gentle on each other and kind of, kind of try to, um, you know, work with each other, right? Uh, so we do pretty well with each other and we're not having to say you can, you know, I don't ever have to tell him you can't do this, you can't do that. He's not ever having to tell me you can't do this, you can't do that, you know. And if once you're doing that, I think the relationships, you know, you might can salvage it, you might can work something out but i don't know it just seems like a lost cause at that point so my advice is to dump that broad move to something else move to something where you have a healthier relationship uh, a more normal relationship if you're having to like drag your partner into therapy sessions and you're having to like say okay this is me talking my love language and all, all this bullshit like that no nah, that's probably not going to work out okay so jonah hill get it together, move out of California, move to somewhere normal with normal people that uh, will treat you better because most people out in L.A., are, you're probably not pulling from the best pool to have a long-term relationship. All right, that's my advice for him. That's really my advice for anybody. Um, let's see here. Went and seen the movie Joyride. Now, we went to the late showing uh, of Joyride. Um... This movie, I don't know whether to recommend it or not, because I was, I would pass out, I passed out like three times during this movie. But that's not to say it was bad, that's to say that it was uh, 10 o'clock at night and I'm an old lady. So I was falling asleep. But uh, it does have some scenes where I was like, I can't even believe they snuck that into the movie. Like, they literally show a vagina in this movie, a tattooed vagina. And they do a lot of crazy things. There is some scenes where it's actually legitimately funny, but I also think that these ladies were obnoxious and annoying. So um, I'm kind of like so-so on this movie, even though there are some legitimately funny scenes in this movie that I would, that I go, oh, they did a good job on that. So I wouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, it's, uh, I'm going to give it a C plus. Give it a C plus. Wasn't for me. It did have scenes that I laughed at, so I gotta give it credit for that. So, um, I guess I'm gonna sign off with that movie review. Uh, I hope y'all have a good week. I hope I'm gonna have y'all an update next week on what my situation is, where I'm moving to, what's going on. Uh, Raul got a job offer in Bowling Green, so he's gonna be moving to Bowling Green to work at some place where he claims he can make $850 a month. So, I wish him luck. It looks like we're going to be a long-term relationship, and um, and I'm going to have to drive up there on the weekends to see him. Um, but I'm going to. I'm going to because I love him, and uh, he loves me, I suppose. So, um, and that's the thing. If if you if you have a relationship, and this will be my advice of the week. If you have a relationship, this is the best relationship I've ever been in. He treats me very very well. You know, always hugging me, always kissing me, always telling me how great I am, how handsome I am. Uh, just really building me up and just making me feel better as a person, giving me the, uh, giving me the self-esteem and motivation that I need to get by in life and do everything I need to do. You need to be with a partner that builds you up, and that's what he does. And that's the advice I will give you on relationships: is you need to be with someone who treats you good, doesn't stress you out, builds you up. 
because you know a lot of people when they go into relationships they're like well i want to find someone who's so and so educated so and so well off you know has same interest as me no you don't that you're looking at the wrong things that's not how a successful relationship works you need to be looking at someone looking for someone who builds you up makes you feel good about yourself actually there's got to be an attraction there a sexual attraction as well as an emotional attraction and a, you know everything there and they need to build you up and treat you right and make you feel good and make you a better person and that's what Raul does for me and you know you, you you're it, you're you might be looking in the wrong places like Jonah Hill you know if you're looking in LA you're not going to find that you're just going to find very superficial people that are just out to further their career so if your partner isn't building you up and making you feel good and and actually uh, motivating you in life and you know you got to look at why am I in this relationship why what what what's the value of this relationship is this relationship healthy for me because I see a lot of people who've been in relationships for years and years and years and they're in it's like a toxic relationship but they don't want to be alone so they stay together and you know maybe you'd be better off alone I don't know but for me, I feel like I've looked up. I feel like I hit the jackpot. I finally have someone who loves uh, riding my cock and uh, loves uh, loves me and thinks I'm handsome and tells me I'm handsome and tells me how great I am and you know just loves on me and makes me feel good. And that that's what everybody needs in life. The world would be a better place if they had that. So that's what I'm going to leave you with for the week. That's the advice of the week. Just find a good person to love on. All right, y'all have a good weekend. Love y'all.